Well, hello, hello. How you doing, everybody? How you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, and this is episode number two. One, two. How are you doing? I hope you're doing good. Hello, Sass Potters in the United States of America. Hello, Sass Potters in Great Britain. Hello, Sass Potters in Canada. Hello, Sass Potters in Australia. Hello, Sass Potters around the world. I am back. You are back. Let's have a good time. Let's do it. You ready? Of course we're ready. You're the greatest person in the world. Oh, don't be so emotional, Sass Potters. Don't be so emotional. I know it's been a week since you've heard my incredible voice, but it's okay. Just relax. We can't do anything without you, man. You're the greatest person that's not really here. You're making me blush. (laughs) I need affection. Don't judge me, you bastards. Anyway, you know what's really, let me tell you something. I can't stand being in a situation where I'm uncomfortable when I didn't do anything that should make me uncomfortable. You ever been, you ever had that happen? It happened to me today. And I'll explain this. Now, this is obviously the Sunday when I go shopping and I hate that, but I've already talked about it. But I want to talk about something else, damn it. Because shopping was actually pretty, um, pretty easy today. I just sailed in and out of the store with no incident, which I was kind of bummed out. I was like, hey. Every Sunday, you guys do something stupid and, and, and dopey and crazy, and I talk about it for the enjoyment of my audience, and everybody's being competent here. The hell is wrong with you people? I'm getting served quickly, right? The math was done accurately. Nobody done and did anything stupid. Nobody messed up my order. You realize you're messing with my career, you bastards, with your competence? Cut that crap out. Somebody start fighting. Somebody steal something. Somebody do something dumb. You're cutting in the money. You're cutting in the salary. <laughs> Moving on. So I get my car fixed and now I get the power steering pump fixed. Yay. Okay. So now I'm driving the car around to make sure. That the power steering pump is working properly and that everything's cool. That's what I'm trying to do. And as it turns out, fortunately, everything's cool. I'm happy. My car, the mighty Toyota Camry, is now back in working order and everything's right with the world. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yay. So what do I do now? I'm driving around and I see a place that sells a mango smoothie. And normally smoothies are expensive, but for whatever reason, at this particular time, this mango smoothie is not expensive. So my cheap ass, I mean, I decided to treat myself to a mango smoothie. Uh I get the mango smoothie and I'm driving around and everything's great. I think of something I need to do. I pull over and I pull over. I pull over. I pull over and I want to write something down. So I turn the car off. I'm drinking my mango smoothie. I pull out my notepad and I'm writing down the crap I need to do. And what do I see? I see an older gentleman of another ethnic group. He's walking by. And he's looking at me. I can hear him breathing. And I got the windows roll up. I mean, maybe you should get that checked. I'm like, dude, I got my windows up and I can hear you breathing. You might have some kind of COPD or some crap. Check that crap out. That's beside the point. And he's got his daughter with him. And she's walking in front of him. She's on the little bike. He's teaching his, his daughter how to ride a bike. He's probably an older type father. He's teaching his daughter how to ride a bike. And looking at me like looking, looking at me with suspicion. And a little bit of anger. And looking at me. And then, and then he, as he's walking by, he's still looking at me. It's like his head. It's like his eyes have laser beams on them. Like the laser beams that will be on top of a missile that is laser guided. And is going to hit the target whether it moves or not. And he's staring at me and as he moves away his head is just moving and he's locked in on me until the store makes a left turn and goes around a corner and then he goes around the corner block but he stops me he makes four quick steps back takes one last look at me and then he goes back with his daughter and i'm trying to figure out what the hell was this dude staring at me for was i suspicious somehow was i scary somehow i mean what's so scary about me I'm a middle-aged guy drinking a mango smoothie in a Toyota Camry. Is that really somebody who's on the watch list? Hmm? Is that really a scary guy, middle-aged guy, average height, slightly overweight? Hmm? More than slightly, but give me a break. Shut up. Overweight, huh? Hmm? Drinking a mango smoothie in a Camry? Really? 
That's scary. You, you've seen that on the news, have you? Tonight on the news. A really, really big rush is happening to get more police on the force because a new gang has now overtaken the tri-state area of New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. What is it? No, it's not the bike gangs. No, it's not terrorists. It's a gang that's even more deadly and someone we should all be looking out for. I want you to know right now, get your pens and paper out and write this down. Do of average height, middle-aged, slightly, okay, more than slightly, shut up, overweight, driving man, driving Toyota Camrys and drinking mango smoothies. You're probably thinking, that sounds like my uncle or my cousin or my husband, but don't be fooled. They're gonna kill you. They're actually driving around the city, drinking their mango smoothies of death. If you see a mango smoothie being held by a middle-aged man and you see him actually actually take his soon to be killing your ass and towards a Toyota Camry realize call the police immediately and point the bastard out I know he looks harmless average height slightly overweight little more than slightly shut up overweight and he's driving a Camry but I'm telling you he's deadly did you realize that they realize that there was no more biker gang activity in the area? And do you know why there's no biker gang activity in the area? Because the average height slightly, little more than slightly, shut up, overweight, middle-aged guys drinking mango smoothies and driving Toyota Camrys have viciously murdered the, the motorcycle gangs. Those middle-aged, slightly overweight, little more than slightly, shut up, overweight guys have taken over the meth trade. Oh, I said it. Be careful. Do you realize why there hasn't been any major attacks on the United States? Because those middle-aged guys have killed all the terrorists and ate them. That's right, they ate them. Wasn't enough to just kill them, they ate them. What do you think's in those smoothies? That's right, that's not even smoothies. That's liquefied terrorist juice. Yeah, that's right, liquefied biker body juice. Those people are sick. Did you see that on the news? No. But apparently I was suspicious for some reason. But I thought, wait a minute, maybe it's just that guy. No one else would follow me around. I'm just a middle-aged guy drinking a mango smoothie in the mighty Toyota Camry. No one else is going to follow. Okay, there's cops following me. Wait a second. Come on now. There's no way in the world this police officer is following me. They usually follow around young guys and hoopties, right? They're not going to follow... Well, you know what I am, right? A middle-aged guy drinking a mango smoothie in the Toyota, mighty Toyota Camry. They're not going to follow me, right? And he's still following me. Don't they realize how dangerous I am? You probably thought I was just kidding when I was talking about middle-aged guys with mango smoothies and Toyota Camrys. Well, let me tell you something right now. I'm tired of hiding who I am. Yeah, that's right. I'm 47 years old. Five foot eight. Slightly, a little more than slightly, shut up, overweight. And I drive the mighty Toyota Camry. Let me tell you something right now, people. You don't want none of this. Do you understand? Do you know how much ass-whooping power people like me have? Do you know why my power steering pump gave out? There was nothing wrong with it. It was because I was chasing down people who were trying to hide from me because they knew I was going to randomly kick their asses just because I can. Do you know what I was doing right before I started recording this podcast? I was standing outside of karate schools waiting for the teachers to come out so I could kick the crap out of them in front of their students. Yeah, that's right. Compared to me, Chuck Norris is a bitch. Yeah, that's right. You need to take all of that Chuck Norris crap and start saying, forget Chuck Norris. S. Anthony doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. Yeah, I just took the Chuck Norris joke and turned it to me because I'm tougher than Chuck Norris. And when I got bored kicking the crap out of people outside of those karate schools, I went to kung fu schools. I saw a guy coming down the street wearing his kung fu outfit. He had a black belt on with a whole bunch of stripes on his black belt. And I walked up to him and I said, let me ask you a question. That black belt, 
they only give those out to punk ass bitches, right? And he went, what, sir? I said, I just called you a punk ass bitch, punk ass bitch. And he got into his kung fu stance like I give a crap. And I said, that's going to have to do better than that, punk. And then he reached into his kung fu outfit and he pulled two guns out. <sighs> kung fu expert with two loaded guns. <laughs> like that's enough. I took those two guns from him and then I ate them right in front of him. <laughs> ate both of them. Farted the bullets out. Yeah, I did it. And I kicked the crap out of him and I slapped him around with his black belt and walked across and got back into the mighty Toyota Camry, drank my smoothie and drove off looking for my next victim. Okay, that did not happen. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, I was trying to figure out what exactly made me look suspicious to this person. I know the neighborhood that I'm in now is changing and people from different areas are starting to come in. People from the suburbs are coming in. People from different ethnic groups, different religious groups are coming in. But what's going on? All of a sudden, I'm scary. I'm not scary. I'm a nice guy. I didn't understand why that guy felt so uncomfortable. He thought I was going to come out there and drop kick his daughter across the street. I don't get it. You know? I can't do that anymore, according to the restraining orders. So what I'm saying is, let's not judge people by the cover, my friends. When you see me, you see a five foot eight middle aged guy who's slightly, a little more than slightly overweight. Shut up. And I realize I'm not dangerous at all. I'm the kind of person that's filled with love, man. Right, Sass Potters? I mean, the ones of you that have contacted me, have I not expressed love back to you right i remember reading an email and the guy goes hello s anthony i'm a sass potter from your home state of pennsylvania and i want to let you know that your comic comedic genius your incredible podcast your insightful stories have inspired me i would like to meet you one day and i said okay you know what the day is as good as any I'll give you a place where we can meet up, my friend. And I gave him an address that was in the middle between him and me. And I pulled up and he said to me, wow, you do drive the mighty Toyota Camry. And I said, yes, yes, I do. And he said, hey, you really are drinking a mango smoothie. And I said, yes, yes, I am. And he pulled out a ruler and measured me. And he says, you're 68 inches tall, just like you said. Exactly. I want to let you know I really love your show. And I said, thank you. I really appreciate that. Normally, I don't go out of my way, drive this far to meet someone just because they wrote me an email. But I figured every once in a while, it's something that's good to do. And I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. And he said, no problem. It's great. And I said, thank you. And then I snapped my fingers. And six more Toyota Camrys pulled up. With other middle-aged guys who were slightly, one slightly overweight, shut up. And we viciously beat him and ate him because sometimes you can judge a book by its cover. You understand? So all of you listening to this podcast right now, I told you a secret about what I'm really like. This podcast and then comedy crap is just a cover to get more victims. So let me tell you something right now, punks. You better not tell anybody. When you suggest this podcast to other people, I want you to say, listen to this podcast number 212, but you better tell them to fast forward through the first 15 minutes of this podcast so they don't hear this crap. Just hear the rest of the show. That's right. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you through your phone right now. I know what you look like. You better not say shit because I got a whole lot of middle-aged fat guys and Toyota Camrys ready to strike. Okay, guys, let me talk to you about a little something here. You know what's really annoying to me? One of the things that annoys me the most, and yeah, I'm complaining a little bit, but it's okay, right? Is when people set you up, you know, the old bait and switch where you think you're getting one thing and you're really getting something else. I'm not talking about something like, I'm not talking about relationships because that's bad enough, but at least, you, you know, you know, there's some other benefits, if you know what I mean, to that. 
But I'm, I was watching the television program and I was thinking about switching my phone carrier, getting a different type of phone. And I saw an ad for someone that gave you the complete price. And when I mean complete price for the cell phone is here's the number. And this is what it is, including all taxes. It's the complete price, 45 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever the hell the number was. Because a lot of times, if you ever bought a cell phone and you went in for the, and paid for the plan, they always give you this number. It's going to be $38 a month. Oh, that's fantastic. Plus this tax, that tax, this tax, this the double quadruple tax and quadruple quadruple tax and the double tax and this is a double tax. And you want a phone that, you want the phone to actually come on? Okay, that's another $4. You want a battery that's, that works? Okay, that's another, you want the touch can actually work on the bottom and the top? Okay, that's another $5. And you want another protection plan? And another $8. And you want to be able to, okay, and what the total cost is uh, 17 Nova to Billion dollars, but we said it was thirty-eight. Well, it was thirty-eight, but you want all this other stuff, right? Stupid. <laughs> because that's what they do. They do that crap to you all the time. Just tell people the truth. That's why I like those plans where they go with forty-five dollars, and that's what the service costs. You already know you're gonna have to buy that breaks and spills crap. You knew that already. But at least they didn't try to fool you on the price of the phone service. That's all I want. I remember going to buy a camera that I needed just a long time ago to buy a camera because I wanted to record my stand-up comedy sets because there were places that were too far away uh, logistically for me to audition. Instead of auditioning, I would send the tapes back. Then you sent tapes or discs. Now you just put up a, a secret YouTube video or an unlisted YouTube video. But back then that wasn't the case. So I go in and I see this camera and it has this bell, the bell. It didn't just have bells and whistles. It had bells, whistles, double whistles. It had three tea kettles on it. It had the kitchen sink in it. It had dancing girls in it. And the camera actually gave you a back massage before you recorded stuff. This camera was loaded with, with features, loaded with features, loaded with features. Oh, yeah. And the camera cost $250. And I was stockpiling and stockpiling and stockpiling money. This is a long time ago. Stockpiling money because I wanted to spend $300 on a camera and get a really good camera, like a base model camera. Enough that it was going to do what I needed to do. I didn't need all the bells and whistles. I wanted bells and whistles, but I didn't need bells and whistles. And now I see a camera that has bells and whistles. That's within my price range. $250. Now I know there's going to be sales tax. I factor that in. I take a little extra money out. This is going to be great. Oh, yeah. I go to the store. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. At the time I was riding on the bus, I wasn't driving, didn't have a car. I was excited. Oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to get this camera for $250 plus tax. This is going to be great. And I'm going to have a camera with the bells and the whistles. Oh, this is going to be great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get there. I see the camera. I see the boxes of the cameras. I see the same price that I saw. I see small print, but it doesn't really matter. It's probably like, you know, you know, you know, you know the warranty crap. Who cares? I'll worry about that later. I go up there. I have the little money in my hand. I have the exact amount. I'm going to need a little extra just in case. And I say to the lady and give me one of those. And she goes and gives me one of those. And I'm about to give her the money. And she counts the money. And she goes, oh, you didn't read the fine print, did you? What fine print? Oh. The camera's actually blah, 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 blah. And it was like twice the amount of money. Oh, no. You had to pay. The reason that it was half price was because you paid the full price and the rest was a mail-in rebate that you'd get 60 days later. Oh, no. I didn't have that. So I had to take the money back. And I actually walked out of the store backwards looking at the camera. And I had, you know, you, when you watch those movies where the lovers are taken apart and they have this look of longing on their face and they have their arms stretched out like, why? Come back. No. I had that look on my face as I walked backwards out of the store looking at the camera that I thought I was going to get, but I can't get it. <laughs> and it was a long ride to that store on the bus. A long, long ride. But it wasn't a horrible ride because I knew when I got to the store, when I got to the store, I was going to get that camera and then I was going to ride back and then I was going to pop the thing open and take out the instruction booklet and read the instruction booklet while I sat there with my bag in a, in a black bag so I wouldn't get mugged. Reading the instruction booklet, which really didn't make any sense because why would you be reading the instruction booklet of something that you're not carrying? I was probably going to get my ass whipped if someone was going to rob me anyway.
anyway, but that's beside the point. Back to the story. And now I'm on the bus. Well, actually, I'm at the bus stop. I took so long walking backwards out of the store with that long look on my face and my outstretched arms looking at the camera like a lover that was walking away and I couldn't stop it that I missed the bus. And this store was not in a really, really popular mall like that. So the buses only came once an hour. So I had to sit there for an hour waiting for the bus so I could ride the bus another 35 minutes. An hour and 35 minute ride with no camera to show for it. Oh no. And ever since then, I couldn't stand when people played games with prices. Couldn't stand it. Hated it. Hated it. Even to this day, I can't stand when people play games with prices. Please just tell me how much it is. Don't do the mail-in rebate. Do an instant rebate. Please. Mail-in rebates will always catch people. You're so desperate to get the product. Please don't do that. Imagine if I gave you a bill and then you tried to cash those bills and then you went, well, these are special bills that they only are cashable you can't cash these bills are not actually active for another six months you dumb bastards how would you like that store if i gave you bills you couldn't actually cash hmm well but you but you gave me money for the product really did i well you're not gonna be able to get the money for another three months how about that you wouldn't like it would you no People lie all the time. All we want people to do is tell the truth. Don't try to trick us. And it's everywhere. You can't trust anybody. You ever take your car to the mechanic and they gave you one price when they gave just a peripheral look at your car? And then you come back and not only is it sticker shock, it's sticker shock, sticker burn, sticker kick to the balls, sticker eye poke, stick you in the ass with a foot. It's all of that crap. And you're going, wait a second. You said the part was going to cost 75 bucks. You said there was going to be $100 in labor, and that's 175 bucks. And this bill says 300 Now, I'm not saying I remember my trigonometry and all of that crap, but I do know that 100 plus 75 does not add up to 300 Where the hell else did the other 125 bucks come from because you quoted me a different price, you bastards? But here's the thing. They do these repairs on a daily basis. A lot of times you go to a place that specializes in the kind of repair that you need, the kind of repair that you want. And they'll put a price in the newspaper. We repair blop de blops $175. And you walk into the store and you're thinking, hey, I'm going to drop my car off. I'm going to give them $175. bucks. they are going to fix my blop de blop and I'm going to be on my way. Well, guess what, you bastards? You're not going to be on your way. Why? Because it's not $175 dollars damn it hands you the slip and it's 300 they should give you a range they should give you a range when you go to places like that cell phone companies should tell you what the total cost is you know give me the cost with all of the the, the options and even see car commercials are even better car commercials it's in small print but it's close but at least they'll tell you this car starts at 23.99 as shown at least they say that to you right wouldn't that be kind of cool if the mechanic did that to you? This repair is $175. $300 if we have to replace the wheel. The flywheel and the double flywheel and the triple flywheel. Any of those repairs and double oil and triple this and can we have to take that and twist this and all of that crap. It can cost as much as $300. Why don't they say that? At that point, you'd come back with $300. And there wouldn't be any surprises, but nobody does that. You can't trust anybody. Your doctor has access to all your records. Your doctor saves your life or improves your life on a regular basis. Your doctor has taken an oath not to share your personal information. Your doctor sees you naked on a regular basis. Your doctor touches your place only your spouse touches you. Your doctor inserts their finger into holes in your body. Your doctor knows about 
things about you that you don't even know because they don't bother telling you crap if everything looks normal. You take a blood test. What does the doctor say? The doctor doesn't go, well, you have double CCs or triple CCs and quadruple CCs and a double six CDD. They just go, no, everything looks fine. That's all they say. There's, the paper doesn't say everything looks fine. It has numbers on it, but they don't tell you. But you don't care because you trust them, right? They're a doctor. They wouldn't lie to you, would they? No. And they wouldn't hire someone that would lie to you, would they? No. But what about that receptionist who scheduled stuff? And I don't want to hear anything from a doctor acting like they don't know what's going on. We know damn well what's going on, Doc. We know you're a bunch of control freaks with your fingers in the ass and the grabbing people's balls and telling them to cough and all of that crap and sticking spoons to the those wooden craps down people's throats and shining lights in people's eyes and listening to their hearts and all of that crap. We know you're a bunch of control freaks and that's okay. But don't lie. Don't set up an appointment with me for 8 o'clock in the morning and I walk into that place and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be great. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. The place opens up at 745. That means I'm going to be the first person to see the doctor doctor visits if everything's okay if your numbers are fine take about a half an hour you go in they put their finger in your ass twice a year fortunately for me it happened a little while ago so i don't need that right now and then they grab your balls <coughs> cough and listen to the heart and read the numbers and look at the blood crap and all of that crap and then if everything's cool they renew subscriptions if you need prescriptions let's see subscriptions what oh, jesus christ they renew your prescriptions and all of that crap and it's great that's what you think's going to happen but you sit down and it's 8 o'clock no, it's actually 745 there's a line outside the doctor's office it doesn't matter if some of these 9 o'clock losers want to get here early that's their problem or maybe some 10 o'clock chumps <laughs> losers I'm an 8 o'clock guy and it's too bad for you punks and my healthy ass I'll probably be out of there in 20 minutes instead of 30 minutes because I'm so damn healthy haha <laughs> and I'm gonna go right back I can even go back and have breakfast after the doctor's appointment because I'm here so damn early ha <laughs> ha I'll sit down Anybody with insurance has an eight. If you who has the eight o'clock appointment, and I'm about to raise my hand like <laughs> I'm going to be first losers, and I put my hand up and smile, but the lady's not looking at me. I'm right in front of her. I'm, I'm raising my hand because I'm the one with the eight o'clock appointment. She must. Why is she not looking at me? Maybe something's going on behind me. Let me turn around and see what's going on behind me. Maybe there's somebody arguing. Maybe there's some information. Maybe there's another TV screen that I didn't notice. Let me turn around and there's, there's six other people with their hands up oh no so we all get in line and put our stupid slips we fill out and we put them in this box and I know that the doctor's appointments like I just said are a half an hour long oh no okay we have oh man no we have six people here for an eight o'clock appointment Oh man, let me let me get your slips and things together. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do this in alphabetical order. Yeah, that's real good. My last name begins with a T. I think we know how this is gonna go. Margaret Aaron. Oh. Bill Campbell. Oh. And she goes, everybody has an A, B, C, or F name. And the person who thought he was going to be getting out of here early, but absolutely will not be getting out of here, he'll be here so long, he'll actually have to get his prostate checked again, even though he just got a check last time he was here. Uh, Mr. Thomas, oh, that would be me. Why did you guys tell me I had an 8 o'clock appointment? Well, we do set up an 8 o'clock appointment. You're part of the 8 o'clock group. But you didn't say group. You said appointment. Now it's an eight o'clock group. We're going to start doing some songs from the shy lights or some crap. We're going to pick up a basketball and play other patients. We're going to play a team of patients that came at nine o'clock. I thought it was an appointment for me. And as it turns out, they lied. You can't trust anybody. Those bastards. Don't think on YouTube dentists. 
Just get full of yourself. So you do the same crap, you two rubbing bastards. <laughs> you can't trust anybody, damn it. But you can trust me. You understand? I mean, I mean, I have not failed you, right? I've been here 212 times in a row. I haven't even taken a vacation. I haven't taken any time off, right? You know, every Monday I'm going to put out a podcast without fail. And I'm the kind of guy that sticks to his word. That's right. <laughs> Segment over. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I'm glad the segment's over. Oh, God, I can't believe these chumps think I'm going to keep doing this crap. All I'm doing is I'm doing this crap to showcase my talents. And the second somebody from some big company offers me some good bread, I'm dumping this stupid podcast so quick. You don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? I mean, let let somebody walk up to me and offer me an S. Anthony Says TV show or some crap like that. You think I'm going to keep doing this crap? You know what I'm going to do when I become famous and I don't need these chumps anymore? I'm going to find a guy that can do an impression of me and I'm going to have him keep keep doing this crap. He's going to have to give me notes so I'll know what I said, unquote. I'll hire a team. Normally I write this podcast myself, but I'm going to, you know, get a couple of chumps to write that crap. And then I'm out of here. Think I'm going to keep doing this podcast crap after I become famous. I'm just a regular dude, but let that money come in and the hell with these chumps. (laughs) It's still recording. Wow. That was embarrassing. Um, I want to let you know right now, folks, that that was the the part about me saying that you guys were a bunch of chumps and that I uh, I was going to drop you the second that I be- became famous at some point. I, I would let you know right now that that was a comedy sketch that I threw on a, at the back of uh, <clears throat> of this segment. It was really not true. I mean, I, they will come up to me and say, yes, Anthony, we really like your podcast, you know, and you've done hundreds of episodes and we think we, we could take those episodes you know, and turn them into a wonderful sitcom and you can, you can make millions of dollars. And then I'm going to say to them, listen, you big studio money, having money trying to give to me bastards. Let me tell you something right now. I'll do your show, but don't think for a second I'm ever going to abandon my wonderful sass potters just for some money. I'm not that type of guy, you piece of crap. Now, you're going to take it or leave it. I'll do your show, but you got to accommodate my podcast because if you don't, I'm not going. You know, that's 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 the kind of ultimatum that I'm going to give them. You understand? Because that's the kind of guy I am. Okay, now the segment is really over this time. <sighs> okay, but we got to be a little more careful with the with the pause button, man. You know what I mean? I mean, seriously, man. I mean, they almost caught me this time. You know? I mean, it was a joke when I did it in a little comedy thing, a little 30-second video I did. But, I mean, the simple fact that these people think <laughs> that they're dumb enough to think I'm going to turn down money and a chance to be a superstar and leave the little people beneath me, that I'm not going to take that chance. They're crazy. There's no way in hell I'd ever turn down money. I, integrity, schmintegrity. I ain't got time for that crap. I'm going to say all sorts of bad stuff about black people. Yeah, I know I'm a black person, but I'm going to sell out so fast. You're damn right. I'm going to sell out so fast. This is still recording. I think the pause button is broken. Um, <laughs> Hey, guys. Once again, it was just another comedy sketch that attacked on to the end of this segment. I, of course, would not sell out my my brothers and sisters at all just for some money because I'm I'm not that type of person to go out there, you know, and, and say bad stuff about black people seriously because that's wrong. It's, it, was, it was a comedy sketch that uh, I would never do that. Okay. Okay. Segment's really, really over this time. Push the button. The light go out. Good. Okay, man. You know what? I'm I'm now that they caught me. I, even though I planned on selling out uh, all black people, 
um, I'm going to now not sell out all black people and I'm, you know, I'm going to, and I'm, I'm going to give them to keep my word. And, um, I'm, I'm definitely not going to, you know, stop the podcast. I mean, you know, when I really think about it, I really like, I, I love doing the podcast and I love my sad spotters to be honest with you, you know? So, you know, I, mean, I, I feel bad that, that you know, that, that they caught me telling the truth. And then I noticed that the thing was still recording and then I had to backtrack. But I mean, as it, as it turns out, it's really, it's really a good thing because I, I, I don't want to sell out my brothers and sisters. And I, I definitely don't want to dump my sass potters for money. And I'm just not going to do that. You know, it's, it's, I'm not that type of guy. And I, I'm embarrassed that I even put that out there like that. You know, but what I am going to do is, um, I'm going to um, make a lot of, get a lot of women across the country and across the world. I'm going to knock them up and then deny the babies and then use my power and influence um, to, to keep the press from, from putting the word out that I've knocked up lots of women around the world, uh, having lots of unprotected sex with women and lying to them that I love them just to get up in them and do that good stuff to their lap stuff. And then I'm going to knock them all up. And then I'm going to have used my power and influence to change the DNA test and blame unsuspecting idiots into paying for the children that came from my balls because they're still recording. <sighs> wow. Um, <laughs> as you can tell, that was also a comedy sketch. And of course, nothing I would actually do. <laughs> this time, take the battery out the back segment over okay let's talk about a little something here guys and i want to talk about my love of scientists and how i wish they would help out they need to help out a little more than they're helping out right now yeah i'm calling you out scientists because you do the big things and a lot of the big things that you do are fantastic but a lot of times people even though they're helping people a lot of times people don't really even know that they're being helped and it doesn't help them out on, on a small scale. See, a lot of times the things that people that, that people notice are helping them are little tiny, stupid, everyday things that they can get behind. Right. Like if you do something that makes the roadway safer, even though you're saving lives, people don't really notice it. And don't you want your advances to be noticed? Damn it. Right. You know. Refrigerators are safer because you can open them from the inside. Sometimes, you know, trunks are safer because you can open them from the inside and all of these things that save lives. Washer tops, locks so kids can't climb in. All these great things, but you don't really notice them after a while. The little things you notice. When I was a little kid, I used to go when I would uh, was visit my grandmother. She always had this wicker basket and it always had tabloid magazines. And um, she didn't believe the story. She just thought they were funny. And they also had these things in there. There was these little magazines that had these little everyday products that people would buy. Little stupid things that didn't cost more than five, ten bucks. And, you know, the kind of thing that they were all in impulse buy territory price wise. And it would be stuff like you would be you take your hamburger and you put it on a, on a plate and then you press this thing down and it would make perfect hamburgers. Or you would put put eggs in them and then you would put it on the oven and then it would make the perfect omelet. Little things that didn't cost that much, but made little teeny things you did on a daily basis a little bit easier. You know, it's the kind of thing that you put it instead of making get repairing your door. If it had a little crack at the bottom, you take this thing, and you, you tape it to the door, glue it to the door or attach it to the door with Velcro. And it stopped the wind from coming in. And then in the summertime, you could take it off because you didn't care if cool air or warm air came in. It didn't matter. But either way, it was a little $5 thing. You know, something that made your, your drapes hang the right way or something you put in your plant to make sure the water went out slowly so you can dump a lot of water in and not have to worry about feeding the plant water. But you didn't have the water every day because this thing would slowly water the plant over time. Little things that cost five bucks like that. That's what I'm talking about. Those are the type of things, scientists, that you got to sprinkle in sometimes so you can get the love and respect that you deserve. I'm telling you, it would help you out. And I'm going to suggest something that you could do to help people out. And I would love it if you could do that. I want at least 1% of our finest minds to be dedicated to everyday stupid crap that would make people's lives better immediately. Or I want all of our finest minds to spend at least 1% of their time thinking about inventing crap that would make people's lives a little easier immediately. And like I said, I will suggest one to you right now, my science bastards, my science sass potters, get on it. 
I want you to create a hearing aid for people that don't have a problem hearing sounds because hearing aids exist to amplify sounds. I want a hearing aid that stops me from hearing stupid crap. I want that now. Get on it. I know the filtering technology exists. If you have a smartphone or a tablet, you go, okay, Google, show me a picture of a Tesla Model 3. Bonk! Tesla Model 3 is the Show me, okay, Google, show me pictures of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Bing! Cherry Hill, New Jersey is a city of the baby, baby, baby. Okay, Google, show me pictures of Kim Kardashian's delicious ass. Bing! You nasty bastard. Okay, show me pictures of Serena's delicious ass. Bing! Oh, man. Hey, Google, stop looking at my... <laughs> Bad examples, because that's the... Sc- <laughs> Moving on. But if it didn't have that okay Google filter on it, every time you walked by, you would just start looking up crap. You would just start looking up crap randomly. Man, what time is it? Bing, it's 6.45. I wouldn't ask you, computer, get out of here. Bing, to get out of here, the airport terminal, stop that computer. Bing, stop signs were invented in 19... 19- you know what I'm talking about. The filter, the ability to filter exists. But come on, you got to do it. People like me need it. I'm a very busy, busy guy, and sometimes I just have to disappear sometimes, and and, and I, I want to just sit down and read some of my books. I have them on my little Kindle, and I want to read my books, and sometimes I'll find a park and sit down in the park, and sometimes I'll just, you know, there's been times when I was driving around between helping people with some crap, and I'll see a place where I could actually park where it's free to park and no one's gonna bother you and it's a cool breeze blowing by and i'll roll down the windows and i'll pop open the kindle and i'll start reading some stuff and it'll be great it maybe it's 20 minutes maybe it's 15 minutes maybe it's as much as a half an hour but it's my half an hour my 15 minutes my 10 minutes to just read oh yeah windows down cool air through let me read and normally I can zone, I can kind of focus in on the book and stuff around me doesn't bother me. You know, if people are just saying regular conversations, it's okay. You don't, your brain just kind of filters out. Do we get eggs? I think we got eggs. Oh, I'm not sure. You know what? We don't have eggs. Remember that casserole? Oh my God, that's right. We got to get eggs. You don't pay attention to that. You hear it, but it doesn't take you away from your book. Right. Hey, man, that party was awesome. You know, party was great, bro. You don't hear that. Okay, you hear the crap, but it doesn't bother you that much. It's not that big of a deal. It doesn't take you from your book, but then you will have someone pull up beside you, stand beside you, be somewhere within earshot, and they will start saying stuff that is so dumb, so stupid, that even though you book is in your hands. It's a great book. You're loving the book. You're glad you bought the book. You can't get enough of the book. They will say something so stupid. It will take you away from your book. You can't believe what you're hearing, how dumb it is, but it doesn't matter. It will take you away from your book. You should ignore it. You can't. Why? Because it's so dumb. There's a couple arguing next to me. I can hear it, but it's not taking me away from a book. Not big deal. That's what it sounds like, but it doesn't matter. I'm reading my book. And then you hear the door slam. That kind of makes you look up. But usually you look up real quick to make sure nothing is going to be endangering you. You notice that it's not going to endanger you. You go right back into the book. She storms away. He's looking at her. He leans over and rolls down the window and he's talking to a friend on the phone. You believe this? You believe this woman? Uh, I'm with her all this time, all this time. And she has the nerve to say to me, if I don't get a job, she's going to leave me. What the hell I look like getting a job? That don't make any sense. Oh, God, the man is dumb. I mean, we've been married all this time, and I'm, I, I, I didn't have a job when she met me, right? Right? You know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to get a job now? Please. She makes enough for both of us. Oh, 
okay, maybe I'm, I'm going to go back to the book. I mean, if, 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 I mean, you can't be sexist. Maybe he's a house husband. Maybe he's the one that takes care of the children, takes care of the house. And that's a, that's, that's a job that's very, very difficult. A lot of people don't pay attention to how difficult it is to be a house spouse because it's not always a woman. Sometimes, a lot of times it's a guy that's at the home. If the woman's making a truckload of bread or enough bread to cover the bills and you don't want to do the nanny thing or can't afford the nanny thing and you want to make sure that you have someone around the kid all the time, someone to pack the lunches, someone to do the homework, someone to go to the doctor's appointments, someone to run the household because that's essentially the home office. It doesn't matter what the gender of the house spouse is. Their job is important to and must be respected. And maybe they had an agreement. Maybe they had an agreement. And it's because it's a guy. You can't be sexist enough to just assume anything. Go back to your book. I'm going back to my book. And he keeps talking. And everything this dumb bastard says makes him sound worse and worse. As it turns out, he wasn't a house spouse. He just he just latched onto a woman that was doing well. He was trying to do a little something, realized she made a lot of money, and very slowly lays this punk ass into doing nothing. And I mean nothing. And from what I could overhear, not only was he not even doing anything, he wasn't even doing anything if you understand what i'm saying at least not enough not enough for her i mean he can't even do that if you know what i'm saying so he's not bringing any money and he's not bringing in the honey if you understand what i'm saying and he keeps trying to make it about her and it's really about his punk ass and everything he's saying is so dumb i can't concentrate on my book scientists please i beg of you make a filter put give me a a, a, a filter in an in, in a hearing aid that i can put in my ears i want to be able to i want to be able to hit my button on the filter and make the same way i tap my ear to let the, the, to answer the phone on the bluetooth when someone's calling me while i'm driving i want to be able to tap my ear and my wife has a nerve to think that i am going to go and go to work and i'm a and I want to be able to hit that thing. And all of a sudden, whatever he's saying is drowned out. Maybe you could delay the sound coming to my ear, duplicate the sound and then re and then play the sound backwards. You know, when a reverse polarity type thing like you do in a microphone, you know, you have the, the signal going one way, the signal going the other way to cancel out the noise. Do that, but do that for voices. That way, instead of hearing him going, and then my wife has, a, and then she wants to make love and all of that. And I'm saying, I'm not putting the PlayStation down for that. I want to hear this. That's right. Nothing. I don't want to hear that dumb bastard. That's what I need, scientists. Can you do that for me? Do you realize how much money you would make if you could filter out dumb crap? Oh, my goodness. Oh, think about the possibilities. Imagine if you could just because I would walk around with it on all the time. It would be so good. 90% of cable news, I wouldn't hear a sound. I would never hear another political commercial in my life. I wouldn't hear 98% of what's on the radio musically. Oh, that would be great. I could walk through a mall and probably only hear two or three people talking instead of all the dumb crap that you hear around you. All the, the cacophony of stupidity that you hear around you on a regular basis oh that would be so good keep in mind it would only filter out stupid crap if someone goes hey would you mind passing me that soup i mean that salt over there you'd still hear that you'd hear that but you wouldn't hear the guy and another thing all i said was to the doctor was listen if I have that many hemorrhoids, why don't you i just hit the button because i didn't want to hear the end of that sentence now, you know what I'm talking about, Albert. Wouldn't you just love to have a filter that just shut down all the stupid crap in the world? You couldn't hear it, but you could hear only intelligent crap, only crap that applied to you. I mean, do you know how much I would love to just on Facebook only see notifications that have something to do with me? I don't care if somebody else commented on somebody else's something. I don't give a crap. If I'm in a room with three people and they're not talking to me, I'm not interested in what they're saying. 
I'd have to hit the button. So scientists, this is the S machine asking you to do them a favor. Please come up with a hearing aid that stops us all from having to hear stupid crap. You'll make a trillion dollars. I promise. Segment over. Okay, folks. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to talk about something that everybody's been talking about. Um, in fact, the entire world's been talking about it. Um, Prince Rogers Nelson is no longer with us. Now, obviously this is not something you don't know because if you have, if you were alive or awake and have use of any of your senses, you know, this great man is gone. And if some of you have been listening to me for a long period of time, you probably know or probably have been able to figure out that this is without question my favorite entertainer of all time. There is a gigantic gap before you get to number two. Without question, number one, favorite, the one that impacts me the most, the one I love the most, the one I bought the most because I have all of his stuff, the most important entertainer to me, and that's a position he can't lose. It's really weird now for someone like me who loved this work, loved this guy and loved what he did to realize that that is it done. It's over. No more music that's created new. No more tours. Nothing. And it's really weird when someone impacts you that much. Now, most people would think because I'm a comedian that, you know, uh, comedians would be the most and people that would impact me the most, or I would I would be emotionally attached to the most, and there are a couple that I love very very much: Richard Pryor, George Carlin. But the thing about it that's different is the simple fact that I do what they do. I'm not as good as they are. I aspire to be, but I do what they do. So it's a little different. If you're a magician and you're a good magician, even if you see a world class magician, you know that you could work your way toward that. It's it's like. When you when somebody in your family is great at something, it's a little different when it's your relative or your cousin or your sister or your husband or your wife. When they're great, you know, it's different because I consider comedians part of my family. But when I watch this guy and I see the ridiculous amount of talent he has and had, I should say, and I watch him work that hard again and again and again and and create that much work at such a high level, it inspired me. And I enjoyed the music. And I loved the music. And it meant a lot to me. 1984. I'm 15 years old. Going on 16. And it was a girl I loved very, very, very much. Now at the time, I was just entering album buying age. I hadn't bought any albums or anything like that. Whatever was on the radio or was already laying around the house, that's what I listened to. And I was just starting to form my opinions on what I wanted musically to listen to and then to purchase. And this album called Purple Rain came out. And I heard When Doves Cry for the first time. And I'd never heard anything like that in my life. And I couldn't stop listening to it. And I started hearing the songs on the album on the radio because at the time obviously it was the biggest album in the world and you couldn't stop hearing they were just playing so many of the songs off the album it was unbelievable you would hear the whole damn album on the radio sometimes they'd play the whole album front to back didn't matter everybody was still buying it but as I said there was this girl that I loved very very much I couldn't get the courage to talk to her she lived right near me and she used to have to walk by my window every day when she went to school I didn't know that she was walking by my window until one day I got up early and I looked out my window as I was going to the bathroom and I noticed it was her when she walked by and I could see her, but she couldn't see me. Not in a stalkerish way. It's just that's just the way the window was. And I looked over at the clock and I was like, oh, she gets up at this time. Maybe I can't talk to her, but I can definitely look at her, watch her walk by. And I used to get up early just so I could watch her walk by. And that's right around the time the song The Beautiful Ones and Take Me With You were being played every five seconds on the radio. And I recorded them off the, you know, I recorded my little boom box and I recorded those songs. And as she would walk by, I would just kind of press play and those songs would play. But every time I heard those songs, I thought about her. I didn't have, I couldn't get the courage to talk to this woman. I, 
a woman. We're both like 15 years old. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. But I really loved her very, very much. And I, Nineteen eighty-seven. Now I'm seventeen, going on eighteen, and this time as a lady I loved very, very much. She was twenty-five years old. I think I was eighteen years old. I wasn't shy about asking women out at this particular time. Just clumsy because I was a dumbass kid, and she's not interested. She thinks I'm cute, but I'm obviously too young, and she's interested in a guy that's thirty. The big hits. Some of the big hits off that album are songs called "Adore," and I could never take the place of your man. And once again, I would listen to that song as I go went home on the bus, having spent the whole day with working in this 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 cafeteria type thing with this young with this young woman, who I just she would just be right there in front of me, and that I would, and I I, I was in love with her, and I just would play that song and again and again on my little Walkman, and I would play I could never take the place of your man on the way to the place, ironically. <laughs> And there were other songs on there that were fun to listen to, Housequake and You Got the Look and all of those things. They, they, they meant something to me because things that were, uh, they were, they were applicable to me. It's like back in 1984, 1996, living in California. And it looked like something really good was going to happen for me. But then it fell through and all of a sudden all the people that were around me that, quote, liked me, unquote, dropped my ass like a hot brick on a cold Tuesday. Couldn't nobody would answer their phone. Nobody would call back. I didn't have any friends anymore. I wasn't shit. And there was a song called Face Down on an album called Emancipation and a song called Style on that same triple album, Emancipation. One was a song I used to pump myself up and say, screw it. I don't need those people. I'll build my life and I'll build new friends and I'll be the man no matter what without without those people. And style was a song about being true to who you are, no matter what goes on around you. Not letting other people try to make you something that you're not just being you. I can give examples for every year, for every album. I could do it again and again and again. I, and it was again and again and again, album after album after album. Something resonated with me. There was a song that made me feel good when I felt horrible. There was a song I played when I was with a woman I loved very, very much. I would take songs and I put together like a three-hour thing because I need three hours. A three-hour thing when I would get it on with a woman I love and I would just play those things and it was just awesome. When I wanted to dance, there were songs for that too. From the age of 15 to my current age of 47, that guy put out albums, songs that meant something to me every single time. 32 years, 37 albums. And I got all of them. And every damn one of them has at least something on it that meant something to me. You don't realize how much of an impact somebody has on you until April 21st. When you're driving home, you're dropping your uncle off and you're talking about something and you hear someone say a sentence that starts with Prince and ends with died that you didn't think you were going to hear anytime soon because he's only 57. And you're 47. You never thought you'd hear that. You thought you'd hear that 30 years from now. And you flip through the radio stations and you hear Prince music on every station, which is not unnormal. I mean, he's Prince. Of course, his music's playing. But why are they playing it on the news station? Why are they playing it on the, the rock, the, 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 the sports station? They're playing it on every station. You don't want it to believe it's true, but. The simple fact that people are going, and let's talk about the draft. What? Click. And then a prince on. Holy crap. It's still a part. Of, oh, that's not true. It's not true. And then you find out that it is, in fact, true. I didn't even realize that someone that I didn't know passing away could feel like I got punched in the stomach and the throat. But that's what it felt like. I know it seems silly. I know. Well, when somebody creates work that means that much to you, that you love that much, that you listen to every day for 32 years, they ain't just an artist anymore. This person's a part of your life. 
And if you have any artist that resonates with you like that, that's important to you like that, that gives you something that you can pull out every day that you can literally make yourself feel better if you feel bad. Help you celebrate when you want to celebrate. Help you make love to your, to your woman or your man, whoever you are, whoever you're with. That you can play in the background to set the mood. That you can play in your car when you got a long trip because you know you love this person's work so much that it shortens the trip. And you've had that in your life for 32 years, 37 albums. You drop your uncle off after hearing the news and he's looking at you and you can, he can tell you're upset. You hear him saying something like, oh man, that's your dude, man. That's your boy. Sorry about that, man. So I know how much you love that dude, music and everything, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Fist bump. He gets out. You go home. You park your car. You walk up the steps. You hope there's nobody in there because you really, you don't want to hear any small talk right now. I don't want to hear any small talk. I don't want to hear about politics right now. I don't want to hear a damn thing right now. I just, I just, just leave me alone. But there's nobody there. Thank goodness. Turn on social media. And it's all over the place. Every five, every tweet, every post on Facebook, everything on Tumblr and the news. You, can, you don't want to turn on the radio because you just don't want to hear he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. You don't want to hear it right now. You know, he's dead, but you don't want to just keep hearing it. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. It's gone. It's on. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's done. He's dead. You don't want to hear it. You pick up your MP3 player, whatever it is. In my case, it's my uh, Kindle. You open it up, you press music, and you realize everything this guy's released is sitting right in that device right now. And you want to push the play button because you want to play some of his music, like you do every other day, like you were doing 17 minutes before they said he was dead. When you're just looking at it, and you just kind of scroll through, you see all these albums that made you happy. And now you realize the person that made all of that stuff doesn't exist anymore. And you got your hand above the button at the part of the screen that says play. And you want to push the button, but somehow you can't. And you go back to social media and you see people are lighting buildings in purple People are dancing in the streets. People are crying. Celebrities are saying nice things. Everybody else in the world is feeling exactly like you're feeling right now. When you realize that the person that had that kind of impact impact on you and meant that much to you, there's a whole lot of people that that person means a lot to. And that person means a lot to a lot of people, I should say. And you put your hand on your face to wipe your, you know, you wipe your eyes a little bit and you realize, oh, my fingers are a little wetter than I thought they'd be. I realized I was inspired because, like I said, when you see something great and you feel like you're a part of it because you were supporting and you know buying the albums and going to this and saying that and talking the person up and you were part of something, something big. and You can see it. It inspired me. It inspired me to use my talent, be the best I can be. Because when you have someone with that kind of talent and that kind of success and that kind of money sitting in the bank who still busts his ass every day to be better than he was the day before, that's got to inspire you. Because you know what the end result of it was. Work that you've been buying and supporting for 32 years straight. So. That being said. I'm sure there's a lot of people that missed the guy already and, you know, it's kind of sinking in that there's going to be no new work. I get it that this person is gone and this my infinite condolences to his family. And his personal friends. And other people like me who are just fans 
super duper big Omega Ultra fans a long, long time. It's amazing, isn't it? Someone that means a lot to you, someone that's awesome and great at what they do and been that way for years, disappears. And then you look around and the first thing that happens is tears. The world cries. Then it's tears with a smile. And then soon afterwards, after the pain of them and the realization that they're gone and there's nothing you can do about it goes away. It's just smiles. That's where I am right now. It's just smiles. And I listened to about 20 Prince songs today. <laughs> so I know you're not going to hear this. And quite frankly, I'm putting this on this podcast mainly because I just needed to say it. You know, I hope you guys don't mind. But I know that Prince isn't going to hear this. I get it. But I never got an opportunity to say it. But I'm going to say it now. Thanks for the music, man. Thanks for the last 32 years. Thanks for all the dances and all the smiles. I know they're going to continue because I have all your stuff. And when they they start releasing stuff from the vault, I'm going to be the first one getting it. But thank you, man, for everything. Segment over. Well, folks, thank you very, very much. This has been the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 212. I want to thank you guys very, very much once again for coming here and hanging out with yours truly. I really appreciate it, man. It's really, really cool to know that there's people all over this, all over the, in several places that are listening to this crap on a regular basis. I know, I know that uh, my longtime Sass Potters come back every week. And thank you to the new people that are coming along, too. I really appreciate you spreading the word and letting everybody know about the show. I really, really do appreciate it. You guys are the coolest bastards on the planet, and I mean that sincerely. My Sass Potters rule. Thank you very, very much. Now, do me a favor, you bastards. I'm on Twitter in two places. Two places, two places, two places. At S. Anthony Thomas and at S. Anthony Says. The first one is mine. The second one is the show's Twitter. Follow them both. Also, if you're on Periscope, I'm going to begin using Periscope on a regular basis. Surprisingly enough, the same addresses. At S. Anthony Thomas, at S. Anthony Says. On Periscope, follow S. Anthony Says. Follow S. Anthony Thomas on Periscope. And my verified Facebook page is S. Anthony Says. Uh, go follow it, you bastards. Um, I already know that the, the majority of you have moved over to direct messaging me on Twitter. Thank you. To those of you that keep asking for the uh, email address, I'm like, you know, I mention it at the end of every show, you lazy bastards. But I'm going to do it again. Why? Because I love my sass potters. The email address for me is the S. Anthony says podcast at Gmail dot com. Thank you very, very much for spending this hour with me. I really, really appreciate it. Much love to everybody. And it's time for me to end the show. And I end the show exactly the same way every time. Why? Because I know that you guys are listening to me. And I know you weird bastards are saying it out loud at the same time. And I thanks for admitting that. I was when I was, I wonder if people are actually saying the same, saying, uh, <laughs> saying the thing I say at the end of the show out loud. And, and apparently a lot of you weirdos are doing it. So let's do it again. Let's keep this being a thing. Are you ready? You know how I end the show. Well, it doesn't matter whether you're driving in your car, whether you're on a treadmill, whether you're on your lawnmower, whether you're walking down the street. doesn't matter what you're doing. I end the show exactly the same way. On the count of three. Are you ready? Great. S. Anthony.